Dear adulting, Mom, I wasn't ready for this. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Dear Adulting. I'm your host, Raquel Alfaro, and you might notice something a little bit different. Yep, I'm on video now. And with me, I have my lovely, gorgeous, beautiful best friend, Brie Guesting. And I thought, why not do this change with my best friend? Thanks for having me. Hi. (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm excited too. I've never done this before. Before we get started, I like to check in on my listeners about how they're doing, their health, their mental state. So hopefully everyone's doing well and staying safe out there, especially during this pandemic. Personally, my week was long, kind of depressing, and I'm ready for it to be next week. The reason why it was long is because I had a lot of things just go wrong this week. Like what? I wanted, okay, so I got my toes done, and the next day, my big toe nail polish came off. That sucks. It could have been any toes, but it was the big toe. And I feel like everyone notices that. So that was kind of messed up for me. And then (laughs) you're looking at me like I'm crazy. (laughs) That's so unfortunate. (laughs) And then there was another thing that happened to me that was really unfortunate. Oh, my studio setup. So I'm in my room with this mini table. And I try to make it look appealing, but I honestly, I, I kind of like it for just being in the middle of my room. What do you think? I think it's great and perfect for a room studio. Mm-hmm. You see that? But, all right. Enough bibble babble. <laughs> bibble babble. Is bibble babble a word? It is now. <laughs> all right. How was your week? It was good. Just had work and made some tacos. I love tacos. Mm-hmm. What kind of tacos did you have? I had vegetarian tacos. They had cauliflower and peppers, and it was great. When I said I like tacos, I meant I like regular tacos. <laughs> that meat. <laughs> that meat, though. <laughs> All right. Hopefully everyone's week was good. If not, it's my favorite part of the video and my podcast, whatever, the show. It is affirmations of the day. The affirmation of today is you win some, you lose some. Because in life, you're going to win some. And then other days you're going to lose some. And you can't be too hard on yourself like I was when I was having a bad week because it does get better. I mean, I'm here with my best friend. We're doing this shit together. So repeat to yourself three times. You'll win some, you'll lose some. Can you demonstrate for them how to do an affirmation, please? You win some, you lose some. You win some, you lose some. What else? You win some, you lose some. Exactly. And sometimes you're going to win at dating, and other times 
dating is going to be a freaking shit show. So let's get into today's topic, which is dating in our 20s. It should be a sport, but it's not. And it's actually really draining and it sucks. I mean, I don't enjoy dating. I think it's time consuming. I would go so far as to say it's annoying AF. <laughs> it is. You meet a lot of like creeps. You meet guys that tell you they're like everything you want to hear, but then they're also creeps. I'm going to just say you meet a lot of creeps and you have to go through that, I guess, to find someone who's like for you. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, how has your experience been with dating? <sighs> I would say overall, okay. I mean, I know that there's a lot of people that have had awful luck with dating, and I wouldn't say that I've had awful luck with it, but it's not exactly my favorite thing like I just kind of want to find my person and yeah I'm just ready for that uh, yeah I think that's another thing like with dating I feel like everyone goes through the stress of just oh I'm, this isn't working I need to find my person and like this I need to get married like do you feel that stress too when you're dating I think it's more of like a general, I don't want to keep having some bad luck, some good luck, like off and on. I just want something good and not stressful at all. Like any games. Yeah. Because boys be playing games and I'm not here for it. Because I think personally for me, I dated, I want to say my junior year of college and I mean, you know, I would call you sometimes and be like, this guy ghosted me or this one had a girlfriend or. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know. He Let's clear the air. I didn't know he had a girlfriend until like a while after. I can confirm. <laughs> okay. But I dealt with that. And I also dealt with like, I think wanting someone to work out just because of their aesthetic for a while I wanted to date a hipster guy <laughs> so I minored in film because <laughs> I wanted the guy to be wearing you know the smart looking glasses and to film very artsy and I had this all planned out and I got someone who was like the complete opposite <laughs> but it works you know <laughs> And you met him in film, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> it all worked out. So, everyone, if you just want to date in your 20s, just aim for a guy in film. That's going to solve all your answers. Like, no, I'm just kidding. But I do think that dating in our 20s is completely different than when we were younger. I mean, does anyone remember those kitty relationships that you had in, like, elementary school, middle school? I wasn't in a relationship in middle school. Um... I had crushes on guys and I would plan out in my head how I was going to approach them and what I was going to say to talk to them. And I just thought they were cute. So I <laughs> was all Romeo and Juliet on them, <laughs> I must say. 
And I would write them songs on why they should be with me and why they should be my boyfriend. And now I'm like, wow, I was such a stalker when I was a little kid. I feel like that's completely normal because you don't want to go up to them and be like, hey, date me. Like, you want to be like, I'm just going to have a crush on them and see what happens. (laughs) The thing that was awful is I would hand them the song in class, see them open it, and then throw it away. (laughs) I'm not even making this up. Like, I had a rough dating life. In middle school. That, I have so much respect for that. <laughs> them like, throwing it away? No, you handing it to them. <laughs> Regardless I mean, got- of what happened after Raquel handed it to them, that's ballsy AF, <laughs> and I'm proud of this girl. <laughs> I couldn't do that right now. <laughs> Let alone back when I was like five. <laughs> that's the thing. When I was a kid, I was so ballsy and confident <laughs> that I would just do shit like this all the time. That it became like, was I a mini serial killer, stalker vibe, or was I actually having a crush on them? Because why was I, a 10-year-old, already planning out my life with this person? You know what's hilarious? That just reminded me of the time I was dating someone, won't say who, but this is how dating is different in your late teens, early 20s. The This story that I'm going to share that I experienced with Raquel is a perfect example of the difference. Because when you're five and you write these songs, you're stalkerish in that, like, innocent way. Right. But when I got older and dated somebody, I was stalkerish in a new way. And so what did Raquel and I do? Raquel drives me to where he's working, turns off her headlights, even though it's nighttime. And we keep driving to find this guy. And it was... Looking back on it, it was pathetic, but it was also hilarious, and I'm so glad we did that. I needed answers, and we needed to know if he was actually at work. Yes, yes. Bree hadn't heard from him, what, for like hours? Yeah, and that's how you know true friendship exists <laughs> when your friend is willing to drive her car towards a fence in the pitch <laughs> black night so that you can stalk your boyfriend. Yeah, he was your. Oh, I forgot about that. He was her boyfriend. Didn't talk to her for hours, okay? I said, Brie, get in my car. We're going to go to his job and we're going to find out if he's actually at work. And she had said to me, like, oh my God, Raquel, like, we can't, he can't know that we're here. <laughs> so I was just like, you're right. I turn off my headlights and then she's like, Raquel, Raquel your headlights are <laughs> off and it's nighttime. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. So I turn it on, and kid you not, by the time that I turned it on, the fence was <laughs> literally like what? Five inches. Five inches away from us. And it could have been a really bad accident in front of his job, which would have then gotten his attention. Literally. So, so funny. I don't know. Going back, actually, to like being a stalker when I was a kid, I was either writing them songs or love letters. And that didn't go well, so I I had a new method. I acted like I didn't care about boys. I focused on my education, 
And then I also, what was this? Like, I say focus on my education. <laughs> like, I was actually focusing on my education. I wasn't. I was still focusing on boys, but I was making it less known. And one time, I remember this kid, he was new. He, had, he was really cute. And I was like, oh, like, who is this? Well, he actually um, asked me out to be his girlfriend. And I was like, oh. He asked me out in math class, I remember. And I said yes, obviously. And I remember going home and we were on our Razor cell phones back then, like calling each other. And the next day, I was so excited to see him. We were like, oh, we're going to hold hands. It's cool. It's so stupid. His friends come up to me. And they were a grade older than us. I forgot what grade they were in. It was so long ago. I think I blocked out the trauma. They said, yeah, so-and-so said he wants to break up with you. And I was like, what? He didn't even have the balls to break up with me in person. He sent his friends. And that's how you know, like, middle school is just, I don't even want to relive middle school. Mm -hmm. Middle school is such a terrible time. Awful. And the same people that do that are, like, the same ones to, like, slide through your DMs. Like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and True. It's like, you're sliding through my DMs, but you bullied me in middle school and asked me out on a dare. Gee, what? thanks. That makes me feel great. But joke's on them because I'm on a podcast and they're not. <laughs> this is true. All right. So something that I mentioned or we mentioned earlier was... um. Dating anxiety. Do you get a lot of dating anxiety? Or I know I do. I would say not particularly. I kind of just try to go with the flow. But it's hard to ignore when someone starts, you know, like giving you a red flag and you start thinking the worst. Like, I feel like that's just natural. Suddenly you're colorblind. You don't see the red flags. That's true. That can happen too. <laughs> that's me. I'm the person that's blind and doesn't see the red flags. I don't see the red flag until they're literally in my face telling me they're a red flag. <laughs> Waving the red flag. Waving the red flag. <laughs> no, I'd be the person that's like, oh, that's a cool flag. <laughs> <laughs> but I know for a lot of people that I, like, I'm friends with, they um, struggle with like, dating anxiety or just like the moments leading up to going on a date or just having conversations with them especially like on dating apps not knowing how to start off a conversation or not knowing how to reply back like how I know I mean I mean I don't know if you care if I expose you I want to even say I exposed you. yeah I'm about exposed free on this <laughs> shit but when you're on dating apps which apps do you find are more comfortable to use and what do you sort of say like start off a conversation honestly the only one that i've tried is tinder and i would try to not start the conversation i would try to let the guy start it first unless i was like really into whoever i saw on the app then I would usually try to make like a joke and what kind of jokes are you saying? 
<laughs> like using something that was in one of their pictures and like commenting on it. That's smart. Not, I was just about to say that. Yeah, not in like a haha make fun of you way. More <laughs> You're like so a, ugly. <laughs> more like a, I'm trying to think. Like I think one guy had so, like a pumpkin or something in one of his pictures. And I made a comment about that. I don't even know. So, a pumpkin. Okay, backtrack. He had he was holding a pumpkin, or yeah. he looked like a pumpkin. No, no, no. He was holding one. <laughs> and so you made a joke referencing. Yeah, the- yeah, because it was like, oh, this is in his picture. Like, it made me think of a joke, and so I just said it. And I think that's smart that you said that because that can also be a good like icebreaker. I feel like a lot of girls panic. Or like, what do I say? How should I start the conversation? Because I was going to say, even when I tested out Bumble, Bumble is a dating app that girls make the move first. And I remember for me, I would just say, hi, with a winky face. And I was, why am I not getting answered back? Or like, if I'm getting answered back, I'm getting a lot of weirdos that are like, come over now. And I don't want to come over. (laughs) And what worked for me was kind of like what you said. I would also look at their bios and be like, oh, I see you studied this. Like, what do you like about it? Or do you work in that? And funny story is after I got over my I want a hipster dude phase, (laughs) I wanted a nice boy who was going to treat me right and stuff like that. And I tested out Bumble. Sorry, Mom, I lied to you. I didn't meet Nate at school. I met him on Bumble. Because <laughs> um, she's going to listen to this and be like, I thought you met him at school. I want to get into that, too. It's like the stigma around like dating apps, but whatever. Let me get to the story. Um, I met him on Bumble. I messaged him first, just the casual, hey. He messaged back. We got to talking. And he was a... I think he did like IT and we went on a couple dates and he seemed pretty normal. But like I was saying earlier, I missed like a lot of red flags. He like was spoiling me a lot, taking me on fancy dinners. I know one time, remember, I think I told you about it. I like need a new charger. He bought me a whole new charger. And I was like, this guy is so perfect. <laughs> He's buying me wine. He's buying me chargers. Clearly, he doesn't take much to make me happy. (laughs) But, um... Wink, wink, Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Harry's gonna be like, oh my god. (laughs) But, um... It made me feel... Like, he made me feel, like, really spoiled and, like, he really liked me. But as we got deeper into dating, because we were... See, I I feel like people need to get that straight out, too. When you're in a talking stage with someone and dating, like dating can mean like you're talking. It's confusing because I feel like a lot of people confuse that now where it's like, oh, we're dating, but you guys aren't official. So for me, being in a talking stage is just you're talking, you're getting to know each other. Dating is you're seeing each other, you're going on dates, hanging out. And then when you're in a relationship with someone, then you're exclusive. Do you agree? Yeah, I try to not tell people I'm dating someone because they always just assume it's exclusive. So and it's not. it does get like black and white or like kind of gray, I guess, <laughs> because it's like 
you know, like, what are you considered? And until you have the exclusive conversation You're with someone, nothing. Yeah, like, what are you like dating, talking? Like, everyone's definition seems to be different. different, right? And for me, because I follow that definition, I would say when we were talking for about three months, that sounded weird to say. Mm-hmm. So I would say I dated this guy for right. three months. Yeah. Just unofficially. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was still hung up on his ex, which was the red flag that I should have, you know, followed. But that's when you're dating and a guy seems to mention his ex a lot or talking about how he misses her, stuff like that leave get out of there (laughs) never come back go to a whole different state because he is not over her yet i would say give him a couple years but (laughs) you don't agree i don't know about years but like (laughs) okay i was a bit dramatic but if he's the type of person that's willing to try to date somebody else when he's clearly still not over the last person then yeah i would say at least a couple months until he figures his stuff out not like let me just try and see if he'll change his mind about me or whatever like that's a huge red flag someone just jumping into something right after their old relationship and then talking about them and then talking about them and i remember when you meet someone on dating app i think that anxiety is going to be there where you're like am i the only person they're talking to from the dating app right or am i the only person they're seeing because when i was seeing him he was doing all these things for me but i remember he told me like oh i deleted my app And I said, okay, I'll delete mine too because I wasn't crazy about it. And he was over one day and I was laying on him and then we were watching TV and he had his phone open. And guess what I saw, guys? The Bumble app. And I said to him, I thought you deleted this. And you know a guy is lying when they're like, what? What are you talking about? (laughs) It's like, you know damn well what I'm talking about. So that was his response. And I remember I didn't care we were official or not. I snatched the phone from him being the crazy person that I am. And I went through and opened it and he had messages. And then, you know what I also did? I went through his messages, his regular text messages. And he was still texting his ex and I was scrolling in front of him. And I saw that he said that he loved her and that he still wanted to make things work and right after I said maybe you should leave and he said no I don't want to like I'm sorry like it'll never happen again and instead of walking away I went to Cheesecake Factory with him because I wanted cheesecake (laughs) he's gonna pay for it why not Yeah, and he told me I needed to be okay with him still being, like, friends of his ex-girlfriend. And that I feel like that's a red flag. So he essentially asked you, can you look over the fact that I straight up lied to you? Like, it would be one thing mm-hmm. if you were pushing him to be in the relationship. You were asking him to get over his ex. You were asking him to delete the app. No, if he willingly deleted the app, he pushed for the relationship with you. And he said, you know, like, whatever. It's like when you see all that and you bring it up to him 
And then he says he's sorry. Like, he knows he he's messed up. Right. Like, And that was the thing. I even was thinking to myself, like, you're the one that said I'm going to do these things. I didn't force that onto you. So why is it that you're trying to run games on me? Mm-hmm. Well, I invented this game. So <laughs> I remember after that, I was just kind of like, move like i kind of had my what i guess like i was on high alert when i was like seeing him and then i went to visit you for a weekend at like ocean city i remember and he was texting me different and it just didn't feel right because i felt lied to so then that raised a lot of anxiety too and i know a lot of people get scared when they're dating someone if they're dating someone else that creates a lot of anxiety the best thing I can tell you is if you're dating this person casually, keep seeing other people. Don't keep your options. So um, just based off one person, don't put your eggs in one basket. Because if shit goes wrong with that basket, you're left with no one. So I think the best thing to do if you're dating casually, just keep dating because you might meet someone else that's better. And I wish I knew that back then because this happened to me like three years ago. I kept seeing this person that was making me feel anxious and anxious and it kind of felt like that gut feeling in your stomach, but it's so hard to know if it's a gut feeling or if it's just your anxiety. So I remember he, when I tried talking to him about it, he um, turned on me and he flipped it out on me and said, how dare you question me? I've been like honest with you basically it was this whole thing where he flipped it on me and tried to blame me and I that just didn't work out and I realized after that that he was just a narcissist because he built me up bought me everything I wanted and the moment I questioned him once out of the entire time because of what I was feeling he completely lost it he was calling me a slut calling me back to back and I was like you've got to go yeah because it was just bad and when you are dating this goes for anyone and someone is buying you gifts or they mess up and then they blame you because they messed up they're a narcissist and get the hell out of there because that's not someone you want to date it actually leads more to toxic relationships and abuse emotional abuse can you imagine and a little side note i connected with his ex-girlfriend on twitter (laughs) i found her because i was like did he just do this to me and i had the dms where she like messaged me and she said like he threw her mac and cheese on the ground. He was, like, cursing her out for, like, years. Oh, you don't mess with the mac and cheese. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, mac and cheese? That's the only thing I care about. But, girl, you good? <laughs> that would hurt me more than anything else. <laughs> oh. But I um, connected with her, and she went through the same thing, and she told me it was a good thing that I got out of that. So, girls, if you're listening, Please, 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 if you feel a red flag or if any red flags are presented to you, it's usually a good sign for you to get out of there. Don't even bother. And if you like red flags and that's your thing, go for it. But don't, I mean, I told you so. And um, I don't know. I think that the anxiety of that affected my dating after him. And I don't know, like, 
when I was dating after that, I remember I deleted the dating app. I never wanted to do that again. Mm. Uh, I feel like most people might delete the dating app after one wrong first date. I mean, did you ever go through that? It sucks because I would say that I'm... I have like conflicted feelings about the apps because it really just does depend on who you connect with over the app. Like there are some great people on it, but there's also people that aren't looking for anything serious in the first place. And that gets like frustrating when you are trying to find something serious because sometimes you think this could go somewhere and then it turns out oh, I can't do that right now, and you're already, like, invested in the person. What do you think, like, about when you're going on that date, it's, like, the first person you swipe right with. Do you think it's good to have that mentality that, like, oh, we matched instantly, this is going to be the person? Or do you go into the date and you're like, okay, I'm just going to go into this open-minded? I would say definitely open-minded but I it's hard to not get excited about it because it's like oh this is the first person like this could be great but I'm sure there's a ton of people like the first date that I had from tinder did go well at least I thought it did and then he just kind of stopped talking to me so I wouldn't say that it was like a bad experience but I also just didn't really know why we stopped talking because it really just went fine so like some people would get really discouraged by that and then you know just not try to find anybody else but I just kept dating other people like seeing what happened it's always good to date other people because yeah you see so many girls that just date that one person the whole time and they invest so much time and energy into them and it doesn't work out and then they're like but we were in love why didn't (laughs) it work you know yeah and like I feel like dating apps in general, people just think if you meet on them, it's more okay to just stop talking to you. And that kind of sucks. That I think that's the worst part about the app. Because they feel like they owe nothing to you. Yeah. And it's like, just because I'm on Tinder doesn't mean that I don't care about you and I'm just going on the date to try to get laid or something. Like, I mean, you could. That... <laughs> Like, I feel like that causes the issues behind it. Like, some people are more serious than others, and you just have to find someone that's the exact same level of serious as you, and that's pretty hard. Yeah, because I always knew Tinder as the app that it's like you go on it just for hooking up, and then Bumble was for more people in our 20s who were looking for relationships. But I honestly think both could... Mm -hmm be the same outcome because my aunt is married to someone she met on tinder my one of my friends just got married to someone she met on tinder right so it's just really depends on the person or people i guess you're meeting on these apps and talking to Mm -hmm. and i would say i'm more for the apps than against the apps because 
especially if you just get out of a relationship, if nothing else, you can at least see, oh, these people that I find really attractive also think I'm really attractive. Like, even if you don't meet your soulmate on the app, you at least get a confidence boost. Like, and then you could meet your soulmate too. It like, it really just depends. And I wouldn't turn anyway, anybody away from using one. I would probably encourage it if I felt like they were in the right headspace for it. Cause you really do have to go into it thinking, I could meet a lot of fuckboys or I could meet someone really great. Like, I mean, even when you're dating in person, you go through the yeah. same experience. I went through a lot of meeting guys at like bars at college that were fuckboys. And then I met someone who was really great in class mm-hmm. randomly who is my boyfriend now. Right. But I think also it's because when you're not so set in stone for looking for someone perfect, it just works out. Right. And you don't have to be official right away either for it to be a success. I mean, I know Brie, like, you, she has fun dating. You get to figure out what you like and don't like. And, I mean, I feel like you're using the dating apps, I don't want to say, like, productively, because when me and you talk about it, it's not like, oh my god, this person didn't work out, so I'm done with it. Right. So I I think you just have to be open-minded. And I feel a lot of that anxiety is going to go away starting with you and how you start to view dating itself. Because if you go into dating open-minded and then you have that confidence within yourself and you're not expecting to meet your husband, you could actually meet your husband that first date if you're not even thinking about it and a lot of the anxiety is going to go away if you start to internalize that I think right and also just touching on like the stigma aspect of dating apps I know that there are some people that don't even want to say like oh I met so and so on tinder or whatever if you're like kind of seriously dating because they think like oh you just met on tinder like you're not serious but I hate that because it's like when you think about it the way you meet people on tinder is the exact way you meet someone in person when you see someone attractive when you're out wherever you're gonna like just go up to them if you're confident enough and say something to them based off of how they look like that's what you're attracted to first is the way they look and that's what tinder is too you're looking at someone saying oh i think they're attractive let me just yeah see what happens there's no difference it's literally just the fact that it's on your phone so like I just hate that dating apps have this awful stigma. Like, I just don't. And I know that stigma you're talking about because, like, I even had to lie to my mom about how I met um, the person that I talked about earlier because it's almost like, oh, you met this person on a dating app? Right. And it's like that whole like, tone why? around it. And I don't understand why yeah. after using it because I was like, it really is. I mean, the only difference is you're just swiping on photos. Right. But... If you meet someone in real life and they look good one day and they look bad the other, but you see someone else who looks good every day, you're going to drop that other person. 
Also, am I shallow or is that how people think? Like, maybe the stigma comes from this person could be a catfish, but I personally think it's pretty easy to tell if someone is a catfish or not. If they look like a model, please FaceTime them or Snapchat them first to make sure that they're a real person. If they (laughs) refuse, right. No one's Snapchat is broken. (laughs) If they refuse to do that, you probably shouldn't meet up with the person unless you can somehow confirm in some other way that it's a real person because it can be dangerous. Like, I'm not saying that dating apps, you know, there is a difference between dating online and dating in person because you can tell that the person is real when you see them in person. But I feel like the stigma around the apps doesn't really come from that. It comes from, oh, that's a hookup app. And that's just not true. It's not it because you could just meet someone in person and just be a hookup right. or a booty call to them. Exactly. But it's not that big of a deal because you didn't meet them on a dating app. Right. So I definitely agree that there's this stigma and my recommendation is not to care. <laughs> and I think that if you're single and especially with this pandemic right now um, and there's no way of like meeting even anyone in person... I recommend just getting a dating app, setting up your bio, putting up some cute pics, guys, girls, anyone can do this. I think you should start off with Tinder, Bumble. I'm sure there's plenty out there. I think you should give it a shot. And if anyone gives you a hard time for it, don't even listen to them because they're probably going to be single and miserable, but you're going to be together in a relationship happy. And I think that's better than having this whole stigma around it. I think that's Mm -hmm. a good recommendation, actually. Yeah. So, I don't know. I do think a lot of this will help with anxiety. I think dating apps are great. I think, especially now, they can be so useful. And if not, you get a really good friend out of it. So... I do want to discuss that because I ended up with a narcissist. There are some type of guys that you need to like avoid. And it's like I said, narcissists and clingers. (laughs) I cannot stand (laughs) clingers. No one wants that. If he's like, good morning, beautiful. The sun is shining. (laughs) We're going to go for a nice picnic and then a run later and... I'm just going to carry you to bed and there's going to be rose petals. Get rid of him. He's going to be a clinger. And also, what is wrong with you for wanting that? Why do you want a clinger? Do that shit for yourself. Okay? Who wants to be lifted up to bed? That's (laughs) another form, honestly, of like emotional abuse because then... He's creating this feeling of he needs you and you need him. And that's just not what you want. And if you're going to follow me in this podcast, we don't need a man's attention. We don't need them to do stuff for us. We're independent. And I'm independent even in a relationship. You think I want Harry to pick? Well, sometimes. Okay. There is a difference. (laughs) Sometimes it's nice if a guy does nice things for you and compliments you and takes you out to dinner. There's a difference between that and a difference between difference between. There's a difference between that and someone who is 
waking you up every day, calling you beautiful and texting you for hours back to back, even if the conversation is going nowhere, they're still like, what are you doing? What are you up to? Hey, Snookums. Or they're like, I'm outside. I brought you flowers. It's like, why are you outside for the 10th time today at my house bringing me flowers? So there's a difference. And the clingers tend to be the type that have insecurities because they want you to feel as insecure as them. So that's why they create a thing of you needing them. And if you're going out with the girls, you're not just going out with the girls. You're going out with the girls in the clinger. Because if he's not there, he's blowing up your phone. Yeah. And no one wants him blowing up your phone. I mean, did you ever experience any clingers in your life? Luckily not. But I've heard awful stories of people's boyfriends making them feel bad for going out with their friends and saying just awful things, making them feel like guilty for hanging out with their friends to me that is the most dangerous type of person because they give you that guilt and they mask all of it as i love you so much that's why i'm doing this i'm just looking out it for you it messes with you because everyone wants that person that loves them endlessly of course everyone wants that person right. that does want to spend a lot of time with them but at the same time, you have to do things for yourself. You can't alienate all of your friends because of whoever you're dating. Like, that's so unhealthy. And, like, whether you realize it now or not, it's going to catch up with you and you're going to be miserable. Hate that person. You're going to hate yourself because you couldn't see it. And, like, it. If someone is doing that to you, like making you feel bad for taking time to yourself, or then breeds available. People, <laughs> please leave them because that's so bad. Like whether you realize it now or in the long term, it's just no. Bad. I think a lot of girls go through this and they're like, "Oh, my boyfriend is Prince Charming," or they're like, "He's the best," and he's doing these things. And it's like, girl, like why is he blowing up your phone if you he if you just told him you were going out with the girls. Like, I know with my boyfriend, I, like, if he goes out, I will say, have a good time, um, just let me know when you get home, and we don't talk the time that he's with his boyfriend, and if we do, then it's, like, a conversation that's actually worth having, but if not, even when I go out, like, I told him I was going out, like, today, actually, he was like, okay, sounds good, have fun, I'm gonna go home, watch a movie, and it's so simple, and I'm like, wait, what? And... I respond, wait, what? Because I was so, I dated a lot of insecure guys that always be like, oh, like, let me come with you. And then I confused that with, oh, they like me so much. So when I met someone that wasn't doing that, I was like, maybe they're not into me. But it's not that. It's just me, I guess, like that response, that trauma response. Because it does stick with you. You think that everyone's going to be like that. And it's not like that. Not to mention them acting so clingy and asking where you are every five seconds could be a way of them gaslighting you because when they go out with their buddies, they're hitting on girls or doing right. something shady. And that's why they want to know what you're doing because subconsciously they're like, well, this is what I do to her. So I know she's going to do it to me. So let me just blow up her phone every five seconds so she can't. And that's what... Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. And, you know, don't get me wrong. There's times that my boyfriend is out and, like, I'll get upset, like, if I don't hear from him because I'm like, oh, you were out and you didn't tell me. That's what I'm, like, 
right. okay, why didn't you tell me? Right. And that's the only time I'll get upset or if I feel like I haven't heard from him and I'm worried. But I'm not going to be like, Harry, you're hanging out with your friends. How dare you? Yeah. Because I think that is traumatic. You know, right. You don't want to put anyone through that. So I think that if you're dealing with any narcissistic clinkers, get the fuck out of there. And I do think that the relationships that end up working out are the ones that where they're not too similar to you and the type of guys or girls you didn't even expect yourself like see yourself even dating i think they're the complete opposite of you actually because that's how it worked out for me once i stopped looking for someone who was similar to me i met someone who was the opposite and it worked out so much better and we have a lot more conversations and i think even starting up a conversation with someone who's the opposite of you is it's more intriguing because you get to learn more about them and they learn more about you Mm -hmm. what do you think of that yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I've noticed that a lot of guys that I date just in situations in general just balance out my personality. And that's, I realized that that's something that I like. I don't want somebody that's exactly the same as me. No, because <laughs> can you imagine dating another me? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I feel bad for that person. But in all, I think dating in our 20s, just have fun with it. It does, It's not something that needs to be taken serious. Unless you're going on 30, and I, then I'd be a little worried. Like, <laughs> all right, girl, guy, you, you better get on that app. Better start <laughs> dating around and stuff. It's time to settle down. But <laughs> no, seriously, I think it shouldn't be as serious as it's taken. I think dating apps can be fun and just have fun with it there's nothing else that i can really say it's just having fun with it you're gonna go through the good you're gonna go through the bad but you don't give up i mean the person that is meant for you could be going through the same thing and then you have something else to even talk about like that's a conversation started itself is bad dates and i think it's even funny to talk about you'll never believe this person i went on a date with and it'll work out so That's all I have for you guys today. And thank you so much for listening. You can follow me at Raquel Alfaro on Instagram. And that's R-A-Q-U-E-L-L-A-L-F as in Frank A-R-O. And follow my podcast at Dear Adulting Podcast. And make sure to tune in every Sunday at noon. And you can follow Brie at... Uh, My Instagram is (laughs) 98Brianna. Nice, nice. Like that. (laughs) (laughs) And make sure you follow her on Instagram. All right. Thank you guys and happy fucking adulting. Bye.